Um, first of all, it's really nice to meet you. We have a lot of mutual friends, but um, yeah. I don't know if we've ever had an actual like IRL conversation. So I want to thank you yeah. for being willing to come on. And then why yeah, don't you sure. just uh, introduce yourself for anybody who doesn't know who you are? Cool. Um, so I'm Elspeth Eastman. I'm a streamer and voice actor. I actually started off um, wanting to do sound design in the gaming industry before anything else. So I was like really obsessed with sound and audio and all that. And then I just kind of fell into streaming and voice acting. So I'm, I'm still doing it because it's, it's super fun. But at the same time, it's like, didn't, it's not what I started out doing. Right. So it's, um, it's, it's been a very interesting, like nine or 10 years now, um, that I've been working in gaming. Cause that's all I wanted to do as a kid. I was like, I just want to be involved mm -hmm. with video games in some way. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically a little bit about about me. Um, I've been in uh, uh, like as far as voiceover roles, I've done uh, League of Legends. I was Tristana in League of Legends. Um, I was Cadence in Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um, and for some of you who might have played Darkest Dungeon, I was the Hag, and I didn't have any speaking lines, and all I did was do a lot of snorting and spitting, and that was messy but super fun. Wow! So they <laughs> they called you into a studio and they just asked you to literally just snort into a microphone. Basically, just be disgusting and like just really get into that hag mindset of like yeah i'm gonna eat these people wow <laughs> um yeah. how do you how does one even get into the voice acting is it all networking or how do you Dude, do that yeah, it's well so the most I don't, I don't know for me i knew a lot of people before i was a voice actor like within the sound and audio community so i um, I knew a lot of folks from uh, the Game Developers Conference, which I attended like every year religiously for a while. And I made a lot of connections there within the audio industry. And it was it wasn't really until four or five years later that people were like, oh, we we heard you're just, you know, you're in the voice over industry I guess, because I started doing stuff on YouTube just for fun. Mm -hmm. I started doing vocal impressions of uh, game characters just for, for seriously, it was, it was like a college thing when I'm like, oh, I'm done with all my homework. I'm just going to work on dumb voices and see where this goes. And um, I guess what, what had happened after the, the videos were shared around a little bit, they, it just started getting attention. It really wasn't um, anything that I, I, put a lot of I mean I put a lot of effort into the videos for sure yeah. um but I definitely was not like cold calling people I wasn't like oh I really want to voice act in this I really want to do I've only ever done one cold call for voice acting in my life and that was in Observation and I played Mae Morgan in Observation which is a fantastic game it's very 2001 Space Odyssey so mm -hmm. if you're into that kind of stuff it's um it's a lot like that but um voice acting was truly something that started out as a hobby and now I'm like oh I, I enjoy doing this and as odd as it is to say it kind of developed into a passion rather than starting off sure. as a passion um so. so you mentioned in the in the in the Twitter video that I saw there was a, there was a reason why I reached reach out to ask and, and no. uh, ask you to come on you mentioned in the video that you were a, a naturally anxious person but then mm -hmm. you but then you but then you just tell me that you used to go to uh GDC with the intention of um networking so like how yes. does that, that, that it's hard to square that i mean was that really difficult for you to to put yourself out there like that oh yeah extremely i mean i when i first went i was 21 and now i'm 32 so i was very like i don't know what i'm doing and i just hope that i i can make enough friends while i'm here um to come back next year and maybe 
do this all again and they'll re they'll remember me. My goal was to be memorable, right? So, um, sorry, I have dog hair like all up in my mouth today, okay. dude. All good. I have a dog and she just sheds everywhere. So, um, but yeah, one of one of the things I wanted to do was make a memorable um, impression, like a lasting impression with people. And so I've, I've really, truly put myself out there um, in terms of like just going to lunches, going to meetings, going to, you know, panels at this at this conference, because I had never even left um, Indiana. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, I, you know, this is being held in um, San Francisco. And so San Francisco might as well have been like another freaking planet away so um so it was it was very scary it was terrifying but i i was like you know what i'm i'm so i love gaming and i love uh everything that has to do with sound and gaming so i mm -hmm. i went out there and i was like screw it we're doing this but yeah super anxious there were so many times i i screwed up like can i can i curse yeah of course on this? yeah yeah, yeah <clears throat> i i fucked i fucked it up so many times i would be like oh my god they they probably think i'm so so dumb right oh, like there, there's just... no way i know what i'm talking about isn't that just the quintessential <laughs> plight of an anxious person that you spend yes. some nights when you go yes. to bed just recapping every conversation you had? Yeah. Yep. Worried yeah. that you sounded like an idiot or, you know, yeah. that, that uh, you, you turn people off. That's just so um, in line with yeah. anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, sometimes you'll lay there and it's like, why? Why did I why did I even bother to say that, dude? Like it was there was it, there, there there were multiple times that, um, you know, being anxious and living with anxiety, I didn't realize how anxious I was, you know, um, I, mm -hmm. I didn't think like, oh, well, I'm nervous, so I shouldn't do this. My mindset was just, it was like a smear of, of positive thinking, like, yeah, I can do this. I'm super confident, you know, that was just covering this entire mass of actually, actually, you're very, very nervous to do this. And, right. um, you know, it's, it's a huge adventure, even for someone in their early twenties is like, that's, I still feel like a baby. So that's like extra baby mode. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so one of the things I really wanted to do was, um, first and foremost was, was to not just make connections and not just to network because that is a little, to me, it's very like, you know, you want to climb the social ladder. So you want to like make impressions, but yeah, it's, a I also wanted to, it's super hollow, right? It's very mm -hmm. superficial. Um, but I really wanted to develop lasting friendships because that was, that was the best part for me was, was, um, meeting people and finding out different worlds, like different backgrounds and, and really just getting that extra layer of social life that you really, it's hard to get that in the Midwest sometimes. So, mm -hmm. um, it changed who I was. It changed who I was absolutely. And I was like, this is where I, this is where I know I want to be in the future. This is where I want to, I want to be in this profession. Um, I'll do anything, right? Uh, just, just let me work on some game and that's, I'll be happy. Um, I think that's you know, really... my, my aspirations have since maybe gotten a little bit higher, but, mm -hmm. but same, same, uh, principle. I just think that's really cool to, to have somebody, um, experience something like anxiety and yet put themselves out there in such a way that, that you did. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's not, you know, a lot, not a lot of people do that. I think, I think a lot of people with anxiety just sort of, um, let that anxiety shape their life and they become yeah. sort of insulated because, uh, yeah. it can be quite painful to do just sort of normal mundane things or have normal yes. mundane interactions with people. The stakes are just so much higher for somebody yeah. who is just uh, naturally, nervous person and my story is a little bit different from you i mean actually it's quite a bit different um yeah so i had um i had i had experienced a lot of anxiety in my in my sort of early adulthood 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I guess I did when I was younger. I just didn't, qu- I couldn't quite identify it as such uh, back then. Yeah, yeah. It's like you don't know, right? right. You're just yeah. like, well, I guess I feel this way because who knows? Right. Yeah. And um, so when I got, I got pretty big on on YouTube in like 2009. It just, it was like really explosive, explosive yeah. growth, like really yeah. quickly. And it was off the, off the heels of Modern Warfare 2's launch, which is at the time was like the biggest entertainment launch of all time. So it was just sort of right place, yeah. right time. And then, you know, yeah. combined with a little love from YouTube, YouTube's algorithm at the time. And then just boom, it was just right yeah. away. And so I didn't have to do that networking thing at all. And in fact, the people, people were trying to network with me because, yeah. you know, all of a sudden yeah. I could maybe, they could maybe like leverage their friendship with me for their own mm. personal gain. And so like, right. I, 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 I think I took that for granted. I didn't, I didn't have to go through what you went through where you had like that. That sounds like very grindy, like going, did it, yeah. was it, was it tiring or was it fun when you went? Well, for me, it was, it was way more fun than tiring. I mean, I would end up exhausted at the end of, um, at the end of a trip because I, you know, I don't live out there. So I would have to, you know, fly and probably take a good week to really, um, absorb everything. And then afterwards it would be like, Oh my God, you know, it's, 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 you're coming back to a different, a different life. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, it did feel a little grindy, I guess, in the sense of, I want, I want to do this. So I'm going to, you know, hustle. I'm going to hustle to try and, um, and meet people and try and make lunches and actually hold, hold my end up when people are like, do you want to go meet somewhere for coffee and talk about stuff? I mean, that just, I think people are truly, um, the key to success. You know, if you're just, if you're just going for, for, for numbers, or if you're, you know, someone like you who exploded and then you just have like these opportunities kind of handed to you, um, you know, you can be, you can be a lot pickier, right? So when I started, when I started out, I was trying to take on as much as I could. I was trying to take on everything. Like um, in terms of voice acting, people would message me for college projects and I would try and help out there. Or I was very active on Newgrounds for a really long time. And a lot of animators there. What's Newgrounds? Newgrounds. So it's um, primarily, well, it started out as um, animation and flash games. And um, then gradually, I think more musicians uh, started kind of, I guess, uh, integrating into that community. Mm, And it's a great place. It truly is. Um, I know uh, Eager Raptor did a lot of stuff on Newgrounds. Um, It's where uh, ONING came from. Like a lot of a lot of those really like old school OG animators uh, are they were very prevalent on Newgrounds. Okay. Yeah. My chat is lighting me up right now, calling me a boomer. saying I should (laughs) have. Like, I don't mean to insult you. I'm just, I, no, I'm, no. I'm very insulated. Like I don't pay attention to much outside of the things that I'm interested in. So no, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's, that's understandable, man. I mean, I, I never really, um, I, I was in the community, but I wasn't like super, super active, but I definitely got to meet those people. And, um, it helped because you never, you really truly never know who is going to, um, what what fork in the road is going to happen sure. from meeting somebody, right? Like mm-hmm. you you meet them and then it's like, oh wow, they actually work in this area and they're like, hey, would you be interested in in doing this or working with us? And um I think all of that, the main thing that I that I that I grokked, I guess, that I grasped from uh this this job, this this idea of a career for me was be as friendly as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't be intimidating. Um, don't present any vulnerabilities or let people know that you really are like you're worried. You're you're you know, it's it's human. It's human to think of of a response before people are done talking. But I tended to do that a lot. I, w- I was um, I still am not the best listener. 
and I tend to I tend to ramble and I tend to um, think about my response before someone's done speaking. And that was that was something that I I had to like kind of get out of that mind. I had to train myself to be like, okay, truly listen to someone, right? Truly listen to someone and don't even like, don't even form a cohesive sentence in your, in your brain until they're, they're done with their, they said their piece, unless they're an asshole, right? Then, you know, whatever, like punch Nazis. Um, I'm very like, I, I tried to be as affable as possible, basically. And that, that came back to bite me in the ass. How so? What do you mean? Oh, like with the anxiety. I mean, I, I was, um, I didn't realize how nervous I was, you know, and that, I think that was, this is a very, re- very new realization for me. Um, cause I've always considered myself to be a lot more confident and, um, and a lot more, I guess, grounded. Uh, but realizing this with, um, with my voice and realizing that it was, uh, it, it was betraying me essentially where it would close up, it would close up and I would start talking to people and they would be like, oh, my God, you know, mm-hmm. you're you must be cool because I, I don't know if this voice was was what was drawing people to me because I really had no way of saying like, oh, this is my natural voice um, because I didn't know I was I didn't know how constricted it was. And I had no idea that my nerves were playing such a huge part in when I met people. Well, let's Does talk that about that. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. I mean, because it's just so. You, you talked about um, experiencing. <laughs> The vibrations of your voice in your face. Yes. I, I got really yeah. curious about that. What exactly did you, did you mean when you when you said that? So it's really it's really strange. Um, uh, man, so my my therapist, my speech therapist, was doing these vocal exercises with me, where um, she would tell me to feel feel the vibrations of your own voice in your cheekbones and in the front in the front of your face, rather than than trying to you know, project out of, out of here and, uh, project from this, this spot. Cause this is really unhealthy. And again, this sounds a lot more constricted as opposed to something that's like this, mm-hmm. whereas, sorry, I also just stream. So my voice is a little crackly still, but, um, I, I, I don't really know how to explain it. It, it was just kind of like, a, Oh my shit, this just kind of happened. One mm-hmm. of the things that we did was to blow bubbles into a, a small cup filled with water through a straw and then you would then you would feel those vibrations on your lips and then that would translate to vibration in your face and um it it, to do it without a cup it sounds like like you start off there and then you just kind of you hear you feel that and you keep it in your face and it's it's I don't know and how it, to explain it because she, we, we've been working on this forever, right? So just being like, oh, yeah, it's really easy to do. It took a long time to figure it out. And it's, 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 she said to ride your breath, to like ride the air, speak from your core and practice like belly breathing mm-hmm. instead of speaking with your lungs and your chest. Um, and yeah. again, the hutch, this is so new for me that I really feel. Um, not qualified <laughs> to like okay. really, really talk too much about the vocal exercises, but I can say that um, speech therapy has has almost changed me into like a a, a new person because um, I can realize when I'm being anxious and I realize when I'm when I'm nervous because um, that shows up in my voice and it's yeah it's wild it's really wild. Well, I do the same thing. Like I've noticed that it, I mean, obviously my voice doesn't sound the same, but like I I yeah. I've noticed that if I'm if I fire up a stream. Because, you know, like not every, not every time you fire up the stream, it, it's the case that you're just, you're feeling great. You want to yep. make people laugh. 
you feel connected to the audience. You, you, you yeah. know, you've got some inter interesting things to say. You feel confident. Yeah. Sometimes you fire up the stream and you're like, fuck, I got yeah. nothing in the tank. <laughs> I'm yeah. pissed off. Yep. Chat's being a bunch yep. of fucking assholes. Uh, yep. You know, like yep. I'm thinking about 10 other things. And I've noticed right. that when I'm in that kind of a place, um, sometimes it's hard. It's, it's actually physically exhausting to speak because of yes. like where all my tension is. And I have to mm -hmm. make, sometimes when I'm doing the promo videos of like, hey, I'm going live, I have to yeah. record, I have to do like five attempts because my voice, yeah. my throat just feels physically constricted. Right, um, yeah, and that's that's probably, um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming because this is also what my, my therapist told me is that it's probably um, your stress manifesting itself in, in your throat. And odd, odd as this sounds, mine, mine came from me closing up like this um, in some instances because I, would, I was literally trying not to cry from stress. It was, it was so much of like, you know, it's closing up. It's closing up because I'm, I want to protect myself. I want to protect my emotions. And so I'm uh -huh. like hiding. I'm like hiding back in my throat as yeah. opposed to just bringing my voice here naturally to the front you don't even have to worry it's just it's just there right um and so there's there's a lot to consider and there's a lot to remember because the first week i i realized that i was doing that the first re week i realized i was kind of constricting everything was really difficult to um to keep to keep it it was difficult to hold on to you know even now it's yeah um, i was gonna I make the... Say the wrong thing you know i don't want to like i don't want to screw up on your show and i don't want people to be like wow Elspeth, she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about that's, oh, that's fuck a nerve. don't don't worry about yeah. that they're, they're fucking fuck assholes chat. yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no but I've, I've noticed at at numerous times um during this conversation that you bring it back to that i see i see you making the effort to bring it back to that voice is your goal right now to 100 percent of the time do that natural yes. voice that oh, is yeah. your goal Ab absolutely that's the goal um well, well, can we can we back up actually like so yeah. how did so what exactly what kind of injury did you have and so uh, it yeah go ahead it uh, um i don't know when it started i i can't i don't i can't place it because it was a vocal polyp and that's basically it just looks like a bump right um so what happens is they they stick a camera down your nose and they figure it out uh, are you awake the when they do this Yes, I've done it four times. <laughs> it's called an endoscopy, and basically they they oh. numb the fuck out of your nasal passages. It's awful. It's awful. They numb the fuck out of your nasal does passages. It, does the numb does the numbing agent work? It or does. Is it... Yeah. Okay. It tastes terrible, so you can't really eat anything for like mm, two three hours afterwards because you won't taste anything. It's just gonna taste like nothing. You don't um, you don't like but... flush it out with because don't they have like these nasal things that you can like flush out your nasal cavity? No. Well, it's it's a numbing agent. So even if you did try to flush it out, it would be too late because your your senses are already numbed back there. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons they do that is to uh, it's for the gag reflex. Right. So you can't really like if you feel something, you're going to be like, oh, God, what's yeah. what's that back there? This um, might sound like a stupid question, but can you still smell when it's numb? Mm -hmm. OK. Yeah. Damn it, that was a stupid it, it, question. It Anyways, go ahead. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. Because I'm such they, an idiot. Such an idiot. Because the back of your throat is also numbed, right? So you still have taste buds back there and, and you know, up here, like closer to your, your soft palate. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's numb as hell, dude. Like I, you can barely taste coffee. You can still smell. You can still inhale. But when you have a camera down there, you don't do anything. They don't want you to do anything except what they tell you. So a lot of it is, all right, go like this. E and then you just you know they they figure out like oh okay so that this this is what's wrong with your vocal flaps right now so there's a there's a polyp 
like on the right side, mm -hmm. which oddly enough, I could feel it because I use my voice so often. I could totally feel that there was something wrong here. I went to four different doctors and the first doctor chalked it up to acid reflux. He also did not use the numbing agent. He just shoved it on down there. And I was like, man, man, this sucks. So, you know, guys, if, if anyone ever tries to like stick a camera down your nose without any numbing agent, just request a numbing agent because it'll make things a lot easier. I just had to get um, um, a rapid <laughs> COVID test because I went up to visit my family and, and oh, yeah. Esme had a fever. So we just wanted to be safe about it. And they did. It was the first time they did the nasal one where yes. they like, yeah. they fucking they, they, they don't care, there, too, because yeah. they've done it, like, dozens of times that day, and they just don't care. They just, they don't warn yeah. you. It's just, yeah, so that was a yeah. lot. So, anyway, so you said you could <laughs> you could feel it. What do you mean? Does It it yeah. felt like you had something lodged in your throat? Yes, yes, mm. for, like, six months, and it, it, um, it was like wanting to clear my throat and wanting to maybe... Just, you know, just do that a lot. And um, it didn't help. You know, hydration didn't help. Uh, I, I, when I was diagnosed with acid reflux, which I do have as I do have a bit of acid reflux, but not nearly enough to the point of like creating a, a, a polyp or a cyst. Sure. Um, I had a point. No, uh, that well, train left. That train <laughs> left. So, well, okay. Well, <laughs> let me take, take me back to like your, so at this point you're full-time streaming, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Still, uh, still very much full time. Full time, and, and then doing voice acting, which is also, you know, it's a nice side hustle, I guess, whatever you want to call it. So clearly, you rely on your voice, uh, yeah. you know, specifically your voice, to be yeah. a big part of your income. And then you get this yeah. news that you have a polyp. Yes. And so, so what do they tell you at that point in terms of um, treatment? Well, um, I, I guess. I can I can kind of start at the beginning and give you an idea of where I was mentally and then Yeah, that'd be great. Um yeah, so so in it was probably like early February when I really noticed um that my voice was starting to kind of give out and it, it of this if year? I talked for long periods. Yes. Okay. So like of this year um and and it I noticed that it was becoming hoarse and it was becoming hard to reach those other um voices, those vocal ranges that I was normally like, oh, I could definitely do this no problem. You know, I've been streaming almost seven years without any issue. So this was very new for me. And and I was like going crazy trying to figure out what it was. So that's, you know, why I went to different doctors. I was like, I need a different opinion because the acid reflux thing, I tried that. It was like late March. And then for the whole month of April, I elevated my bed. I went off coffee and super acidic foods like, um, like fruit, uh, pickles, anything super fatty was very like, don't do it. Um, and I, I went like all out trying to figure out, you know, I've got to make my voice better because this is my job. This is a tool that I use to make money, essentially. And um, that did not help. It didn't help. And so that's super frustrating, you know, to do all of that work and still and still feel like I'm not at the end of the road. I'm not even close to the end of the end of the road. Right. Um, there are humidifiers all over my house because I thought maybe it's dryness. Maybe it's just like super, super dry in my house and I need humidifiers everywhere. So I was putting humidifiers in like every room of my home. And throughout all of this, I was still streaming. I was still attempting to do voice acting. Um, I can tell you that it probably only hurt. I, it, it, in fact, I don't think any of the diagnosis that I received helped. Um, so I was, I was kind of desperate and I started looking out of state. Um, uh, my partner lives in Ohio. So I was like, you know what, let's just, 
let's just go to Ohio and figure this out. It was actually, um, it was actually Mother's Day where I I was scheduled to do something with my family, and I said, guys, I am not in the I am not in the mental space for this right now. I can't. I cannot. Um, something's something is desperately wrong here, and I need to figure it out. Um, so I took like this surprise trip to Ohio, and I started looking up doctors there uh, with my boyfriend, and we were like, okay, there here's one. Let's let's just let's just go to him. And um, this 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 doctor immediately knew, like stuck the camera down there. And he was like, yeah, there's a polyp. It's it's right there. You know, where you pointed it out, where you were like, I can feel something. There it is. And that was such a relief, Hutch, that I I I, I cried a little bit. And I mm-hmm. also felt listened to. I felt like, yes, I knew it. I knew that that yeah. there was something going on, dude. Well, and I was I'm gonna really say that, glad. I was going to say that that yeah. must have been frustrating at the same time, too, because you had spent all oh, that time so trying to address this other thing. Yeah. Oh. But I but but you know how you uh, maybe maybe you maybe you don't. Do you ever get like gut feelings? Because I get a lot of gut feelings. Like I'm, very I'm kind of a like, hypochondriac, so I can't trust my gut. Like every time <laughs> yeah. I get something sore now, I think I have cancer. Yeah. So I, I, I don't you know, I don't listen oh, to my brain. You know what? Honestly, that's 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 fair. I, I mean, sometimes I'll get a, a random ache or pain and be like, oh, do I have to live with this forever now? Like, is this just a part of my adult life? You yeah. know, um, no. So, so it was very validating. It was very gratifying to hear like you were right. You were right. There's definitely something here. And we have to, you know, you can either wait a year for it to go away, which is like, I don't want to do that at all. Who wants to, you know, take a year off of something that they're, they've been doing forever? Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, um, because I enjoy it. Uh, I wanted to get in it as soon as possible. And he said, surgery is the only way to do that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I scheduled the surgery and it was, it's called a micro flap surgery, which is hilarious to me, but, um, the, it was, it was insane how much like time it took just to take this one tiny polyp off of my vocal cords. You know, there were so many people involved, like the surgery team was amazing, but do they do it um, with a was, laser or do they do it with a, yeah. sc- they do it with a laser? So it's a laser. Yeah. So, hmm. so it was the first time I had ever, uh, gone under, um, that first time I'd ever, uh, had anesthesia uh-huh. i guess yep. uh and i didn't know what to expect and i was kind of terrified because um i i don't like the idea of somehow you know waking up during surgery i have this very irrational fear of like oh god right yeah. what if what if i it just put you back to sleep you wouldn't this. remember anyways so yeah right right so so they wheel me out there and i'm like oh yeah i get to count down <laughs> i get to count down they're gonna tell me to count back from 10 and then mm-hmm. put me to sleep uh, that never happened uh, because the bass dropped and then boosh, I was just I was just out. One moment I was in the op room, the next I was out in the hospital. Yep. I'm like, okay, that's how it works. So when do yeah. we? Right, and I'm like, all right. So when do we? Um, when do we start? And the woman's like, oh, you're all done. You're all yeah. done, sweetie. You're good. It's so, really confusing coming yeah. back from anesthesia. I've 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 gone under twice, and yeah. it's it was the same thing for me. Like they gave me um, maybe Xanax or something to on my nerves like before the surgery and one yeah. minute my memory in my memory I was in the uh, waiting room and then I was waking up and 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 I look up and I see all these faces looking down at me um yeah. it's a really bizarre experience it's not fun oh, it's wow. really not pleasant yeah see I didn't have I didn't have like a whole team like looking down at me it wasn't like Wizard of Oz shit it was just oh, this really? one woman that yeah she just okay. gave me ice chips and she told me not to speak which is also like Holy shit, that's so hard because the first thing I wanted to do was clear my throat and cough mm-hmm. and PSA clearing your throat and coughing um, are some of the worst things you can do for your voice. So I am like I've coughed like five times since I've got the surgery. I have I've been keeping a, a, a 
track of how many times I've coughed what? because you're what? not supposed to. <laughs> well, what do you? Yeah, what do exactly, you, Hall. Well, Jesus you, Christ. Well, what do you do? I don't understand. You Have drink you water. You drink water. I just have like a massive thing of water next to me at all times. And there was there was one instance where my eyes were watering so badly because I was like, oh, there's something down there. Oh no, I don't want to like cough because I just had vocal surgery. Mm -hmm. So I'm just chugging water, dude. Like my piss is crystal freaking clear at this nice. point, and yeah. it is. It is amazing how you can actually control that because I feel like I've got a lot more control over my voice now than ever before. I mean, have you ever been able to really stifle a cough until you stifled a cough? It's pretty, pretty magnificent. Well, it's kind um, of a nervous tick that I have is oh, uh, yeah, constantly yeah. clearing my throat. That's not, I, I do. I do it uh, <laughs> yeah. 20 to 30 times a day, probably. Just as a, yeah. just as a way to deal with nervous energy, I, I didn't even really yeah, even man. notice that it was a tick until relatively recently, the last couple of years, yeah. and then yeah. I just kind of asked myself, like, why did I just clear my throat? I didn't feel anything in there. I just I just kind of yeah. do it just to do it. So mm -hmm. maybe that's something I need to pay attention to. Yeah, I I would say, you know, just I know this is this is going back to the very beginning where you're like, well, we've never really talked. Um, I have I've looked at your your timeline obviously you know and um i really love your takes and i think that um you know as someone who has gone through some trauma myself i feel like it's it's just um it's kind of an echo of of that of that trauma and like manifesting that nervous energy mm -hmm. um i get very very anxious about people in my life leaving um like abandonment shit that just came up like very very recently you know so so i found i found that i i developed shit after after trauma um and this this polyp came after trauma as well so it's it's just been like a, a holy shit dude i'm a i'm just a meat suit of like nerves and it's, you know so so i totally get that i completely get clearing your throat i i um i'm really bad about my cuticles so what i do when i'm nervous and i found i did this a lot i would pick my cuticles like all the time pick my cuticles and even when I didn't realize it I would do like this and I would just scratch my thumbs and it's very odd to to realize that to realize that I have these ticks that kind of sprung up out of out of these nerves because this energy has nowhere else to go so I'm going to manifest it in some kind of maybe not self-harm but definitely something to do definitely mm -hmm. something to do um my mom, when I was younger, she thought uh, she thought that I was like uh, high functioning autistic. Mm. I I would bonk my head against a wall, and I would hum to myself. And you know, thinking about it, it makes total sense that I would do that as a kid. I was probably like, "What am I doing here? Mm -hmm. Why?" You know, as as a, as a toddler, you manifest these things. You don't even realize it. Are you um, concerned at all about like? Because um, a lot of the things with people that are entertainers. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the reasons why people some of my favorite people are entertaining is because they have these really fucked up backgrounds and oh, this yeah. this part of their personal personality developed as a way to deal with trauma are you concerned at all about if you strip away too many of those quote unquote destructive habits that you have that you won't be as entertaining that's a thought that i have sometimes like there's a yes. part of me that wants to stay a little fucked up yeah so that, so that i can yeah, well, i mean yeah, sorry, go ahead. The best part is we're all a little fucked up, so you don't have to worry about that. Like, everybody is at least a small percentage fucked up, and that's that's okay. I think that's being human. I think it's just the society that we live in, it blames you for thinking that when it's like, dude, everybody, everybody has these weird thoughts that creep in and that we can't, we can't control. And 
I I totally understand. It's it's like a I don't know. I, I I worried for a while with my stream, like, oh no, they're really not gonna like this. They're not gonna like this new way of presenting myself. Right. When in fact, I have had I've had nothing but nothing but kindness and, and support from people who have said, I really like this new you. Um I feel a lot more I feel a lot more open. I feel a lot more vulnerable. I feel like, yes, I was able to release so much of this tension in my voice that now I'm like, fuck, I'm an open book. Yeah. Ask me whatever you want, dudes. Like I'm I'm truly working on creating this best version of myself. Um, I mean, I use a lot of hand motions too because I feel like, what if my voice isn't enough? I have to also use my hands. Mm -hmm. So, are you Italian? I mean, I'm doing it now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very Italian. Yeah, my family, my family, big Italian. Um, I actually did a 23andMe though. It turns out, it turns out, and you can't tell this to anybody. I'm only 8.6 percent Italian. Oh my, my ass goodness! Is mostly French. I'm so pissed. I was like, I was told I was Italian my entire life, and yep. my grandmother and my mom—they're Italian. I'm like. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I get the distilled Italian, dude? That's what, the same thing <laughs> happened with me, except um, I'm definitely very Italian on my mom's side. Uh, but yeah. but my dad's side, he thought he was mostly Irish and uh, Scotch Irish. I don't even know what Scotch yeah. Irish means, but that's what he would always Scot say. Scottish? Yeah. Uh, Probably. I, I, maybe somebody in the chat knows, but he used to always tell me, you know, your mom's Italian and I'm Irish and Scotch Irish. And then he, yeah. his brother did a 23 and me. And it turns yeah. out that uh, my on my dad's side, he's like 75% British, which Whoa. I didn't even know that that was an ethnicity. I, yeah. I had no idea. I guess and, it is. And he's only like 7% <laughs> Irish. So I'm like just a tiny amount Irish. But yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, definitely very Italian. It's unfortunate that you can't be a part of the, uh, the club. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm very Irish. I'm like, know. you know, I can fool people though. Cause they're like, oh yeah, you totally look Mediterranean. And I'm like, Y yeah, but also not quite the maybe the Mediterranean you're thinking, right. you know, um, yeah. but also France is cool as hell. I mean, when I went there, I, I had a dope time. So um, Never been. I'm not, I'd like I'm to not. Go. Yeah, it's great, dude. Paris was so friendly. It was they were, everybody was so cool, even like in the little spots. I don't know what this thing is where people are like, yeah, the French are assholes. I'm like, that is not that is not the experience I had. I had a great time in France. It's, it's on the list. Dude, it's on yes. the list. I'm yeah. from Marseille, apparently. Sorry? Oh, cool. No, I'm just saying it's on the list of places that I'd like to visit, but it's kind of hard to plan for travel yeah. right now because, you know, I don't want to yeah. plan a trip because me and Esme like to travel. We went to um, Spain and Portugal and yeah. we want to go back to Europe. And um, Oh, my God, dude. How was, how was Spain and Portugal? Fuck. It was so, so cool. That was my I favorite traveling experience, actually. I've been to a lot of really cool places. I've been to Cologne, Germany, and Australia, and New Zealand. Yeah. But, but Spain and Portugal was great. And I speak a little bit of Spanish, so I was able to um, get nice. by, like, okay, when I was over there. So that was nice. Um, yeah. The architecture just blew me away, just how oh, yeah. uh, lovely it was. And Portugal, yeah. in particular, Lisbon, was just it was amazing like there's this place in lisbon called the castle of saint george and uh you gotta you gotta take a little trolley up to get to the top of where where it's at and um when you get up there it's just this really old um castle yeah uh, that overlooks like the whole city you just see this bird's eye view and oh. um they you know people up there they sell wine so you just sit down in a you know and it was beautiful weather too we went up there in august yeah. and um you just oh, sit there sipping perfect. on wine and just taking in this just gorgeous scenery. It was lovely. I would I would yeah. really recommend it. It was great. Yeah. But yeah, I, dude, it's it's on the list. It is on the list of places to go. Also Australia and New Zealand. 
Yeah, New sure. Zealand was dope too. Yeah, um, but let's yeah. let's circle back to um, what I uh, what I wanted to key in on was so they tell you you're going to need this surgery, and you're mm -hmm. not going to be able to talk for how long? Um, so pre-surgery, a week of no speaking. Um, post-surgery, two weeks of no speaking, no vocal activity, not even any working out, which I love exercising. I love lifting weights. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for like almost two years at this point, but it is, that's another thing that's life-changing, man, is just re reshaping your body composition. It's yeah. like, wow, that's pretty dope. Um, but how, no, it how was, often did, did you lift or did you do more, um, aerobic stuff? Oh no, I don't. I'm not a not aerobic. I don't do cardio. I no, um I, I like lift weights five times a week. Yeah, no fuck cardio. Five times I hate a week. Cardio. So I'm yeah. yeah I'm I started going to the gym like a couple months ago, but I've been realistic about my goals and my the yeah. pace to which I want to you know introduce yeah. it into my life. And I'm I'm lifting um two days a week right now. Hell yeah. Uh, and I want to get to three, but I just can't fucking muster the motivation Dude. to do it like i i want to yeah. i want to work it in so i'm going wednesdays and saturdays i want to start yeah. going on mondays and then eventually start going on thursdays as well and then add one more day like the goal is to do five days i'm just having this mental block of yeah. fucking just doing one more extra day it wouldn't even be that, yeah. that big of a deal so you go for an hour and you're fine you know it's not a not a yeah. big thing how did you do it how did you get into to um exercising and all that um well i I don't, I don't know. I think I, okay. I do know, actually. I do know. I have the exact moment. I can pin, pinpoint that for you. So when I was, um, 2019, I did, uh, I did a thing with Google Stadia in Southern California. I can't remember the exact city, but I did that. And I remember looking at myself on camera and not necessarily thinking like, oh, I don't look too great, but thinking I could look better. I could look better. And I could look more toned if I tried. Mm -hmm. And I've always had a lot of upper body strength and I've always really admired people who lifted weights. I thought like, God, that's just, it looks like some superhuman shit. So, um, December 19th, I called a trainer because I'm also a person that likes to be told that I'm doing it correctly. I love the affirmation of, yeah, good job, right. you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I started working with a personal trainer and she's been fantastic in that she's also helped me, you know, my posture when I, when I sit, when I stand, um, I feel a lot more clear headed when I do work out. Um, and then, you know, 2020 was 2020. So that was really difficult to yeah, like sure. get through mentally, but, um, but it, it has been only a boon. And, and every time I'm done working out, I'm like, God, I feel so good. I'm so glad I did that today. I'm, I'm sore as hell. I canceled my workout because I also started doing this orange theory thing with my cousin and they, they run and I'm like, I'm about to, I'm about to, cause I don't, I don't, I don't do rest. Beth don't run. I don't like running. I think it's so boring and it hurts my knees. Yeah. <laughs> isn't running like not ideal? Isn't it tough on your joints it's to do not, it that way? It's, it's totally not. It's totally not. And you're supposed to, you're, if you do run, I believe you're supposed to do it um, like on concrete, like a sidewalk or do it, you know, in a forest or woods or something that is not a treadmill. Treadmill running is supposed to be really bad for your joints cause it's not natural. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just, I don't think running is fun at all, dude. I don't, I don't get the appeal and I want to, I want to try and be like, yeah, I'm a long distance runner, but yeah. all I can think, all my thoughts are when I'm running is Jesus Christ, when will I be done with this? When um, will I be done with this? Am I done yet? Like, can I go home now? Oh, I definitely I have those thoughts about both lifting and cardio, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> 
Well, uh, so do, do you do personal training five days a week or is it usually just a yeah. couple days? You do five days of personal training a week and you still do it? It's yeah. the same trainer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. She, um, we do it's quite the investment. To, it is. It definitely is. Um, but it's, it's been so worth it. I mean, I started off maybe, maybe two or three times and then gradually over a month, I was like, I love, I love doing this. I love really? the feeling of lifting heavy things. I love watching my shoulders my delts my traps get like you know and it mm-hmm. i might not like look super strong um i don't have like a ton of mus- muscle definition yeah. um but my deadlift the best i can deadlift is like 200 at this point and that What's is deadlifting is that where you just pull it up from the ground yes so okay. it's where it's where you have the giant barbell you've got like all the um plates on it yeah. and then you just pick it up and then you over under grip and then you just and then you squat and then you tap and then you do it again. I think maybe um, I could do 75 pounds right now. Maybe. Oh, you could, you could totally, you day. could totally do it. You could totally do it. It's, um, you know, you start off at, at some weight, whatever weight you're uh, able to handle yeah. and then just grow from there. And it, that, that growth for me was super important because oh, I started no, off. Definitely. Thing, yeah. Right. I mean, as anyone who's, I guess maybe, uh, I don't want to use the word dedicated because I feel like when people start, they're, they're dedicated, right? Maybe someone who's really super into the workout. I was really super into it. So I remember starting off with like 10 pounds, um, you know, chest presses. And yesterday I did 40 pound chest presses and 45 pound chest presses like a couple weeks back. So it's been, yeah. it's just been a, um, a test of strength and I'm a very competitive person. So I was also competing with myself. I was like, what can we do this week? You know, how much can we lift this week? How long can you hang on this bar? You know, how many pushups, how many pull-ups can you do? Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's been, um, it's been really cool to see, I guess, how my body has really responded to that. Um, I used to have a really like my, my spine was curved just a little bit mm-hmm. and, um, I swear to God, it's gotten straighter. Like it has, it had, I felt like so much more grounded. Um, and you know what I, you know what else now, now I'm thinking about it. I think it probably helps me recognize like why my, why my voice was so wonky because the rest of my body felt so, so clean, maybe like exercised. It felt like I was working everything well, except for the voice. Right. Um, admittedly at the end of 2020, I was screaming into some pillows, dude. Like it was, it was real rough. Like December, 2020 uh, for me was something I would never wish on anybody. It was fucking awful. Yeah, same. But for the most part, bad it's month. been fuck that month. Yeah. bad month. Fuck that month. Fuck it. So, um, yeah, lots of, lots of growth and weightlifting really helped me realize who I was kind of physically and what I was capable of. And now the voice, uh, silver lining to the surgery has helped me kind of realize who I am mentally and emotionally and that I am a very like sensitive person. Mm-hmm. You know, I take a lot of stuff to heart, even when, um, even when I don't talk about it, I I'm very, I'm very like, Oh, how dare you insult me? Yeah. Like, why would, why, why are you a dick? Isn't it you know? curious? Isn't it curious that, um, like your, your physical journey can be so, and it is so intertwined with your mental, emotional, spiritual journey yeah. as well of self-discovery yeah. and uh you talked Absolutely. about um which is which is a perpetual thing and never ends like you're you know like it never dude that's uh, that's a human condition man i don't want to be <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to look back five years from now and and i don't want to be the, i don't want to be the same person like i'm i constantly yeah. like to to evolve um yeah which is kind of 
kind of it's it's curious the way that that intersects with like content creation because sometimes you'll get some yeah. people that are like man you've changed bro you've really changed it's like yeah. well, no, well no shit it's been fucking 10 years you know like yeah, if, yeah, I, did, if I hadn't exactly. changed that would be so depressing but you yeah. talked you talked about um the the tangible results of yeah. of uh lifting weights and lifting heavier weights and and mm -hmm. what that does mentally and how that motivates you and i've, yeah. I've had the same exact experience i hated I still hate, like, I don't, you know, I don't share your perspective of like, I love going to the gym. Like, I don't love going to the gym. I really <laughs> I don't either, like dude. it. You know, like yeah. I'm looking at the clock the whole time. Like, fuck, man, I just want this to end. <laughs> but there is something cool. Like I, I, I had a, I do, I did, I got a personal trainer as well. And so we do two, two days a week. And, um, nice. I was doing a leg press yesterday. Yesterday was all my legs. So today I'm like really yeah. sore. I'm like having a tough time, like walking. Cause He's, oh yeah, dude, he's doing going like, downstairs is like, ouch. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's trying to do um like lower reps, heavier weights right now because now mm. I've you know got a couple, of, two or three months of of getting used to exercising, so my body is ready for it, I guess. And yeah. um, I am the you know the the weight that I'm doing for the leg press is like forty pounds more than what I did when I started, and that was hard. Like the first time I did it, I was really struggling to do just like not yeah. that much weight. And then, yeah. you know, now I'm, 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 I'm definitely stronger. Like I'm definitely able to lift more and, and seeing yeah. that progress, you're like, holy fuck, this is awesome. Yeah. And so it does make you, even though I don't like going to the gym and the experience of working out, I like the results. I like that. That the makes result. me want to think like, that makes me think like, okay, you know, what could I be doing in two months or what could I be doing in, in three months? And, um, yeah. it's been great for my yeah. self-esteem and like general mental health. It's been phenomenal. Yeah. It's like the best decision That's I've made recently. Yeah, dude, I'm so happy to hear that. That's awesome. And I, I agree that the results are definitely why I do it. If I wasn't seeing any results, I'd be like, well, <laughs> this right. was a terrible idea and I've wasted so much time. But um, you, you talk about leg presses. I like never do leg presses. We do everything is squats and lunges, dude. My life mm -hmm. is squats and lunges. And I hate lunges. Lunges are terrible. Oh, Every time she's like, okay, we're going to do some weighted lunges. I'm like, okay, I'm leaving i can't stand them it's but terrible. i do it because yeah but I, I i do it because i i know that there's an end right there's an end to this workout get through it you will be stronger at the end of the day is what my brain is like okay just mm -hmm. just do it just I do, do I, it you'll I have put, a better workout i put one single earbud in now so i'm, I'm listening to music i don't have like both in because that'd be rude as hell to have like a personal training session you just have both headphones in <laughs> but i just li I, I listen to it with like one earbud in and i've found that that's helped to not be so focused on the time yeah. and it, it just kind of yeah. naturally just kind of goes. Um, so that's, that's something that I did. That was good. Uh, can we yeah. go backwards a little bit? Cause you mentioned oh. um, abandonment stuff. I'm just curious, oh, like yeah. how does that, how does that show up in, in, in your life? Um, how do you, you know, I don't, I, that's one thing that I don't have. I have a bunch of other issues, but abandonment stuff is not my thing at all. So I'm, I'm just yeah. a little curious about that. Like, how does that show up? How does that affect your relationships? How does that affect your general well-being? Man. How does it manifest? So, uh, this, it was pretty recent. I didn't really have any, you know, people are going to leave in my life. Um, up until 2017, January, 2017. Um, this might be a little rough. But um, my dad left um, after being there for like 26 years of my life. And he had been cheating on my mom. He had secured an apartment for himself. And he left on my sister's birthday. And let me tell you guys that 
I, he was one of my role models and it was very, very difficult. <laughs> it's another thing with my voice is that I can tell it's trying to constrict itself because it's trying to go back in there, you know, it's trying to hide because this is such a serious and sensitive subject for me. But after that was a very, like, it was a period of everyone's going to leave. Everyone's going to leave me. You know, my dad, who used to be my hero, is now this monster that I had no, I had no idea he was going to do that. And, and um, man, it, it, it really fucked me up. And so the years after that were just a lot of um, trying to heal the family. Thank you. Thank you, chat. You guys are lovely. Um, trying to heal the family and really taking on a lot of that responsibility because my mom didn't have a job. My sister was working retail and I was the person that was making the most money. I had I had a really steady income from Twitch mm -hmm. and voice acting at that time. And are you the older sister? Yes. By, by only a year and a half. And you just um, have the one sibling? Yes. Yeah, and she's fantastic, but we also went through a super long period of not trusting each other, you know. Um, she never had a great relationship with with my father. Um, my mom likes to call him our sperm donor, <laughs> which is accurate at this point, you know. Um, I don't really ever refer to him as, as my father anymore because um, I can't, and it's— it's been it's been a process, Hutch. It's been it's mm -hmm. been a long like, fuck. I really I really want to like cherish the people that are in my life. So I went I was like going out of my way to try and please people and and save what what friendships and relationships with my family I did have. And uh, man, so a lot of a lot of that I think was it was always in the back. You know, since since something like that happens. It breaks you at your core. And so my core was just trying to like repair itself from from the ground up. And eventually I did get therapy, which is like, oh, thank God, man, I I I, I hate how expensive therapy is in the U.S. because I feel like it, it, it would work wonders for everyone. It's I think very everybody, prohibitive, very yeah, prohibitive, right? yeah. man. And and I, I the right therapist can really help you reach a place of of healing that you didn't know that you needed. So um, for the most part. I, I, I struggled. I struggled a lot with, I hope my mom's not next. I hope nobody like passes away. Um, and, and I was doing, you know, I was doing all of that while going to conventions, streaming for six hours every day. I was doing like 24 hour streams. I was, I was going like 110% into my career and my, my life on Twitch because I was like, I need this. I need this right now, or I'm going to fucking crumble. Did you talk about any of it when you were, when it was happening, like with your stream? There was, so the first night that it happened, um, I was I was in a terrible mental place and I went online for an hour and I told people what happened. I broke down and I was like, I can't even, I can't even speak anymore. I logged mm -hmm. off. I deleted the VOD and, um, I really never brought it up too much. I think I've brought it up maybe four or five times to two people since it has happened, but it was a super, um, it was a cause for a lot of, a lot of stress, a lot mm -hmm. of, a lot of stress. Um, to this day, I haven't talked with with my father. Um, he never issued any apology, none, not to my mom, not to my sister, not for myself. And I really thought like I knew him. I thought I knew him and I thought that he would, you know, um, be the be the bigger person and be like, holy shit, I am begging for your forgiveness. I fucked up so hard and that never happened. So I'm like, fuck it. Fuck you. You know, you, you, there's only so much you can hold on to with someone that you cherished. Uh, for so long before they reveal who they are. And uh, man, 20, 
27 years of thinking that you had a really good relationship with your dad. Mm -hmm. um, they renewed their vows like two years before it had happened too. So it, it fucked me up, dude. Like yeah. I was the person like filming their vows and everything. And, and, uh, and then yeah. it just like all blew up. So that's a, that's yeah, a I would big, say the, that's a big mind fuck. Yeah. It's huge, huge mind fuck. So, so to anybody out there who's, you know, if you've had parental issues or, or, you know, gone through a divorce, um, you know how especially difficult it is. And, and for me, I feel like I got really screwed because I already had that established relationship with my, with my father. And I thought, I thought it was, I thought we were good. I'm like, they're like in their seniority years now. It's like, they're probably going to be together forever. And I really like used my family as the example of what a good family should be because my, my sister and I were homeschooled. My mom taught us so much, so much that she created like this curriculum for us and it was fantastic. And, and my dad was very, um, very supportive in, in music and he was very musically talented, but, um, yeah, man, dad's fucking sucks sometimes. And it, for me, it was just like, well, I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not going to ever contact you again, dude, because this was, it is an, it is an unforgivable, heinous thing to do to, to a family. So, um, in this instance, I feel, man, I feel really good about talking about that actually, because oh, that's great. I'm I, glad. Do, I do think about it, you know, I do think about it and I, and I think about all the ways that it's affected me and helped me become a stronger person because I, I, when I, before it had happened, I felt like maybe, maybe a little bit too cushioned. Maybe like I had, I didn't really have anything before that. I didn't have like a lot of, uh, family stressors, you know? Um, and in that same year, my grandmother passed away and she was like my second mom. So it was like 2017 was a very like, you know, no, please no one else leave me. So all I had to rely on was like, you know, my mom was broken. She was so not my mom for like the first couple years uh you know finally we're at a really good spot and she's amazing you know she's she's starting this she's shining again like my mom and and my sister is 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 doing the exact same thing and we're we're all at a, a much better spot and i feel like we are we are stronger as a family but god damn did it take a while to get there you know mm -hmm. yeah um you, you mentioned uh, that yeah. you were in a, a long distance relationship did i hear that right or um several actually um and i think I think one of the reasons I was in long distance relationships um, was because I was scared. I was also scared of commitment issues. I was scared of like, what if I find somebody local and I like fall in love with them, you know, but, but the long distance stuff had happened before. And I think this ties back into how I'm a scared person. And I mean, they weren't bad relationships by any stretch. They were lovely, but at the same time, I was so nervous. I was so nervous of, of commitment. And I was, I was still afraid. And mm -hmm. you know, when that, when, when you're when you're afraid to to begin with, you know, when you've when you've led a really good life, but you're like, well, what if the other shoe drops? Yeah. Um, and then the other shoe drops, then you're yeah. like, oh, well, I was right the whole time. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But it, I, it was... I, I went through a period of um, I was just talking to Chad about this the other day, but I yeah. went through a period of uh, like uh, w when I first got into relationships when I was young, young and very idealistic and somewhat naive. Um, I would fall in love and I would fall in love really hard. Um, and then after a few times of, you know, relationships blowing up for one reason or the other, I started to subconsciously have this like really intense fear of commitment and then coupled yeah. with like really low self-esteem, poor self-image. And so, I, you know, when people would start to show me affection, when people would start to demonstrate that they were perhaps falling in love with me, then my mind would go to, well, I'm 
a piece of shit. So like, what does that say mm. about you if you're yeah. falling in love with me? And then I would mm. naturally just, I would go from, and it's really kind of fucked up and I regret yeah. like my behavior. Uh, but I would, I would pursue these people and I would be really sweet and open and nice. Yeah. And then the second that they would start to reciprocate, because I think oftentimes women are a little bit more guarded. They, they, they're a little bit more calculated about, what kind of person they want to be with and they know what qualities yes. are they looking for. But it, mm -hmm. it it it's been my experience. It takes them a little bit longer to um, let their guard down in that respect. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, as soon as these people would start showing me any, any degree of, uh, of affection, I would, it was like a switch went off in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would cut, like I would, I would, right? yeah, it yeah. was totally self. And I would call them or meet them in person and tell them, listen, I'm sorry, this isn't working. And that must've been so yeah. confusing to like, and it happened so oh, yeah. many times. And and when yeah. I got together with Esme, I had to push through that a little bit because like I was, I was, I really liked her and I really liked spending time with her. And I really liked the person yeah. that I was when I was around her. Um, and I felt really safe around her and we just had like a really good time. And, and I was loving yeah. where the relationship was going, but I was having that thought of like, okay, when's this going to happen? When's it going to happen yeah. that that switch is going to turn and then I'm going to just lose interest. And I was really yeah. afraid that that was going to happen. Thank God that yeah. it didn't, but I, I had to push through that a little bit and, mm. and you know, the best relationship, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me as me. So I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to do that. Good. But yeah. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I mean, that takes a lot to suddenly switch up a mindset of something that you've been doing, you know, habitually for yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel it, man. My my current partner, he's absolutely amazing. Like everything that I've gone through, he has been more than supportive and more than like his emotional IQ is just it's just through the roof. Um, so it, it's I feel like it's incredibly important to 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 realize that about yourself. It's like, well, I have I have a lot of shortcomings. I I'm very I'm a very prideful person, and and I feel like if my pride is wounded, then I'm like, well, I don't want anything to do with this conversation. But but. Mm -hmm. I have I've I've been able to see a lot of those same I guess human weaknesses in in myself where I was like I don't know if I'm going to be good. I don't know if I'm going to be good enough. You know, I I I really worried about that a lot um with with people that I was dating. And um I think it was cuz I was trying so hard. You know, I was trying so hard from like the the abandonment thing. It was like, well, I really want to be like there and and um people that I did date, it was you know, I told my therapist this like I I hope they don't. I hope they don't leave. I hope they don't suddenly decide to to pull what my dad did and be like, okay, I'm out um, after so long. But that was like at the beginning of of this relationship for me, and now we're going on like over two years, and it's been it's been a blessing. Truly, he's been that's, wonderful. Um, so I'm, it's, that's quite the test for him to go through, like for that to happen that early on in oh, the relationship. That must have yeah. made you feel quite secure. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, I think that's that's probably the thing for me that is. The most important is security and, um, you know, really knowing that person well enough to be like, yeah, I think they're they're in it for the, the long haul, you know. Um, but finding that, finding that can be very tough. And and you just you just don't know. You just don't know. Sometimes you just got to take the leap. Did you ever have thoughts like, um, does this person really love me? Maybe do they yes. think that they love me, but they don't really oh my love God. me? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm like, oh, you you don't you don't mean that yeah. you don't mean that but um you know this is also another thing I really don't I really don't bring up too often on Twitch because if someone asks like 
about a relationship, chances are it's going to be someone that's like, how do I date you? You know, it's just some some thirsty dude that's like, I don't know how to I don't know how to date or approach people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've also been, um, I guess, just I feel very fortunate. Right. I feel very fortunate, fortunate with people who are in my life, um, like my boyfriend, because they are are overwhelmingly like, dude, you're you got this, you know, um, mm-hmm. And I, I sometimes feel like I'm, like I can't believe it. I can't believe it myself. So I'm like, okay, just, just listen and and really accept that. And now I'm starting to, you know, like really, like yeah, I actually, I actually do work really hard. And um, and sometimes, sometimes my my anxiety comes out in the form of, of venom. Um, actually, just just a you know. A few minutes ago, I was I was bitching about Guild Wars, and I was like, "Man, I really don't like this game." And meanwhile, my boyfriend's like, "We really should try like like Guild Wars because we're looking for a good game to play." Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm just like, "Yeah, I just I just don't like it. I and I I don't know why I don't like it." And then I went through. I was like in this hamster wheel of why why would I why would I say this? Why would I say these things? Um, you know, and and I'm I'm a very sometimes I'm a very confused bundle of emotions um sometimes i get i get this weird kind of feeling like in the back of my head like oh you should be you should be angry about this or you should feel this or you should be feeling this right now yeah when in fact a lot of my anger is rooted in in fear um and a lot of my fear tends to show itself like through my voice or yeah. or through like through anger um, it's like 99% of of anger from my experience comes comes from being afraid of something like you know like almost invariably i mean that's the case so do you have Um, you have you found it's the case like in your relationship because of uh abandonment stuff that if your partner is really occupied with something say relating to his career Mm -hmm. hobbies or like do, do you find yourself trying to like hang on more when you perceive him maybe pulling away to focus on something else temporarily um or is it, I'm I guess, I mean, I guess it would sure, be different yeah. if you're in a, a long distance relationship because you already have that, that space. So you do, um, we started out as long distance and, um, and now we're, we're not, we've closed the gap and, oh, okay. um, I've okay. never lived with anybody before. I've always thought, oh, I'm just going to be like solo. I don't want to move in with anybody. I just want to live by myself. Um, and I think that also stems from the fear of of maybe not being good enough or maybe being like, oh, I'm really unlikable, so no one would want to live with me sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but currently, you know, uh, he, he was actually slated to leave uh, today and then found out that he didn't have to. And I was like, it was like a, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you're staying. And it kind of goes back to that same fear of being alone but also like wanting to be alone because then it doesn't have to happen right you're alone so you don't have to worry about someone like breaking your heart Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah he's just a really great guy so i'm i'm very lucky that he's here and i'm very lucky that i get to share life with someone who's willing to accept me uh for who i am yeah. You know, even with even with all my my bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz we've gone through a lot of bullshit together too. Like he was he was there with me every step of the way for um for my vocal health. So Oh, it's been a been a day, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, no, I appreciate um 
I appreciate that you feel comfortable enough to talk about this stuff. And yeah, and I, let, I actually didn't those... know how comfortable I was going to be, but I guess I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah. So. Well, well, you know, that, that, yeah, that, I think that's good. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've been crying so much lately because, uh, because of other stuff, you know, I lost my sister yeah. and, I, and I'm, I'm th I still think about her just every day and her, the anniversary of her death was um, last week and the whole family got together. And so like, I, I do a lot of crying yeah. outside of the stream. And so like when, when I come in this, I, I guess, I'm, I guess this is my way of like apologizing for not like meeting you emotionally when you, when you're doing that. It's just like, no, it's I, okay. all yeah. the, you know, I gotta, you know, I'll probably sob a little bit later and, and, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah um, I get it. You're you're compartmentalizing your 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 the what you feel. Yeah. Um I get that. I get that and I do that all the time on my stream because I'm like I don't want to fucking lose it in front of people right now because I'm just trying to, you know, fuck around and plan at zoo. I don't want people to suddenly come in and be like, "Why are you crying? Are you okay?" It's Well, no, you know, I um, I wish I could be more uh open <laughs> open open emotionally. Like I can talk about issues like pretty easily on stream. There's been a couple times where I've come close to crying when it, like the stuff with Tiff was going on, uh, but it, it's hard. It's hard for me to access those feelings sometimes. Like um, it, it's easier for me to access those access those feelings by sometimes watching a movie that I connect with than it yeah. is to actually have a conversation about it. So sure. yeah. you know, for example, there's this movie called Our Friend that's uh, you can watch it on Prime, um, mm. and it's the story of this couple and they find out that the woman has cancer and then they have this friend that basically moves in with them for like a couple years to help with the yeah. process of her dying and i just fucking lost it just watching that yeah. that that movie but it's easier for me to connect that way than it is to like have a conversation and like talk about my feelings sure that sort of thing yeah. so it, i think i think having that ability that you've been able to just like those those emotions come up i think that's great actually am i <sighs> I wish I wish we saw more of that and I wish I could do that a little bit more. So Yeah. I I yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I mean that's that's it. I I I get the you know, saving it for later and um that's something I uh I still I still do and I still struggle with um with speaking clearly and speaking my mind clearly. Um that's something that I've struggled with since I was a kid. So, you know, emotions are like doubly difficult mm -hmm. um for me and uh and now I cry a lot more. Now I'm like, shit, I'm just I'm just going to cry. I'm well, like having good. a good day, a good I'm going to cry. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's an essential <laughs> cathartic release that your body yeah. requires sometimes. Like yeah. laugh, laughing is a natural thing and yet we very rarely stop ourselves from laughing unless it's socially inappropriate. And yet, right, and yeah. yet, and, and even yet, sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, I probably shouldn't have laughed." At right, that. sure, that happens too sometimes. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, but but it, it's the case for so many people, and in particularly for for men, I think that, like, when we when we experience the impulse to weep, yes, the first thing we want to do is put it down, and yeah. um, be be a man, be a man, don't cry. I, I, I'm sure cry. I'm sure that you know women feel that to, to a certain degree as well. I mean, it's not like it's it's never universal with these things, you know. Like it's not sure. like there's a hard and fast rule for men and women. It's, I'm just talking about yeah. trends, but um, I I think that if we if we move towards like a a society where people could feel those feelings without feeling shamed, then that would solve I think so many issues that we just collectively have as as a culture in this yeah. country um so i mean sure. i'd like i'd like to think that you know in my own little way like one of the goals is to normalize like these kinds of 
these kinds of displays because I think it's really important to share that with people. It is. It is. Um, and I also feel like it, 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 it implies, I guess, empathy for me, you know, that um, if people are, are, are willing, to, willing to have this discussion, like, like you are with me, if you're willing to have this discussion, like you don't need to like, you know, cry along with me or anything because I feel like you're just the fact that you're willing to listen um, and have me open up, you know, this, uh, the conversation maybe a little bit more and have it get like, Oh, we're kind of going through some rough waters here. Um, I really appreciate it. You know, and sometimes I, I wanted to be that person. I wanted to be like the stable, the stable one who was like, not, not showing emotion and instead like maybe taking leadership and being like, well, we have to get through this, right? We have to do this because otherwise, uh, uh, it's not going to, go well for us. And yeah. I think that was, um, you know, in 2017, I was very much trying to like herd my family. Like we can, we can do this. Um, we'll, we'll get through it. And, and I didn't, I didn't realize how much it was, uh, how deeply it was affecting me as well. So it is. Maybe that's an older sister thing too. Cause my old, um, one, of, one of my older sisters, uh, she, she does that. She, that she, um, does that leadership thing too, where she'll yeah. try to limit the emotional, uh, outward displays and try to move move as quickly as possible to okay wipe your tears and let's let's yeah. keep going with life right right that's an older uh, sister thing but. maybe um i didn't cry a lot as a kid i barely cried in my my teens um my family was like you know they would say oh well we went to see the lion king and your sister was losing her shit when mm -hmm. you know mufasa spoiler mufasa dies whoa, and you whoa, were sitting there yeah, you don't know who's I'm seen sorry. that film come on now we have sorry, a hard guys. hard and fast rule uh, we do hard sorry. bans for spoilers in the chat so sorry okay it's too soon um we were having yeah, such a was... lovely conversation too <laughs> hold up oh, hold up yeah so she was crying a lot and i guess i was sitting there eating popcorn like it just didn't register to me you know and and i, I wonder if that's maybe like my emotions my emotional side of me was just like underdeveloped for the longest time and i was like why do you need me to why does this matter why do you need me to do this why do i need to uh, i guess perform this way as a kid and it's uh i don't know i i never really felt like a a super leadery older sister i guess my my younger sister is actually she's very much take charge she's she's super duper like she speaks her mind freely um she's incredibly well-spoken and gregarious and she just gets along with pretty much almost anybody and uh her leadership qualities are like damn dude you're really doing that and i've always been maybe more of the baby in terms of things um so people would yeah so they were they were like oh well is maddie the older sister i'm like no nope she she's she's the younger one um but do you then think that um do yeah. you think that doing content creation and and um something that i've talked to about uh something i've talked about with uh a lot of the other content creators that have come on is um the journey of self-discovery as we already discussed and how difficult that can be sometimes when you do content creation because you lock yourself into this certain personality that you either subconsciously or con consciously decide is going to connect with your audience the most and Absolutely. that and that and that in some ways it can kind of hold you back a little bit it can kind of stall you a little bit when you yes. get too attached to that persona yep. um have you had how has this 
journey of content creation affected your own personal development in that regard? Well, um, I, if you, if you look back at the first streams that I did, um, my voice sounded a lot like this and it was very, oh, wow, we're getting new followers. You know, it was so subdued. It was nothing popping out at, you know, at the camera, like gotta, gotta shout at things. I've gotta be on, I've gotta be entertaining. And that I think was something that I picked up after you know, doing this for so long, I felt like I needed to keep doing it. I felt like I, I've really got to be on all the time or people are just going to get bored and leave. Um, and I got a lot of positive feedback, like, wow, your stream is so funny. I could watch you all day, stuff like that. And that's awesome. That's great to hear. I'm like, yeah, I'm really doing, really doing it, you know, mm-hmm. but um, at the same time, I was very nervous because I felt like once if I ever stopped, if I ever stopped to do this, like if I stopped with this voice, then people would just be like, oh, well, I'm not going to watch Elspeth anymore because this is this is also like the Tristana voice for League of Legends. And so I think I tried to emulate that character. I tried really? to That's emulate Tristana. Yeah, because she's very, um, I, what's the word uh, when you're just kind of all over the place and happy and Aloof? very manic, very manic, maybe manic pixie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I wanted that for my stream and I wanted it to be a place where people could watch me and, and have a good time and laugh, right? Really, I wanted to make people laugh overall. Yeah. Um, and, and now with this, I guess, new, like super new perspective on my life, uh, my therapist is like, dude, you could still do that. You could still do that. You could still be on and entertaining, but with your own voice, you know, you don't have to put a blanket over everything and say like, oh, this is okay. And people are, people like this, and this is really who I am. When it's when it's not like yeah. I have to accept that it was not it was not me, even though I was convinced otherwise. Um, and it was really all nerves. It was all nerves. And, and you know, when I say like, oh, I don't really get too nervous for a stream. That's that's a truth. I was telling my that that was something I was telling myself for the longest time, which turned out to not be so true. And mm-hmm. it was it wasn't even something I was conscious consciously doing. It was yeah. just a. Uh, this is how your anxiety is going to, is going to present itself. So for me, there's always like a little bit, like a tiny, I've been doing this for 12 years now, you know, like a really long time. (laughs) Like most of my adult life, actually at this point, uh, actually that's not true. But, um, even still, like there's always like a little, there's just a few butterflies, just a little bit, like right when I hit start streaming. And it's the case for me that I have to sort of like, uh, find my groove a little bit. And it, sure. I mean, it, most of the time it happens. Like I do find my groove and yeah. all the, you know, and then it just kind of naturally starts happening, but it's yep. hard for it's hard for me to feel like that, like right off the bat. Sure. Um, and I, yeah, you gotta, you, know, you gotta warm up to it, right? Like you gotta just ease into it. Yeah, sure. And, um, I experienced something very, very similar. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with machinima respawn at all. Like that was like a big, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So that was like what I did for a long time or for, for actually just not even a long time. It was a couple of years. But yeah. one of the things that I realized about a year and a half into the job was that this persona that I was, that I was putting out there, which is just basically kind of like an edge Lord, but not, not as bad as like, <laughs> not as bad as like the incel kind of crowd edge Lords were like, or like nihilist ed- edge Lords were like nothing matters. Yeah. And the whole point is just to just be as offensive as possible, you know, yeah. and, and, and more than that, like try to hurt people's feelings, you know, like it wasn't yeah. quite like that, but it was very edge lordy kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. 
I slowly started to realize that I hated that I hated being that person really yeah. didn't like it. And uh, yeah. that's kind of terrifying because in a sense, it's like, that's how I made my money. That's how I was able yeah. to support myself was being that person. And, and so the longer right. I did it, the more unhappy I, I became with myself mm. until eventually I just kind of shut down and just froze. Mm. And like, I didn't know what yeah. to do. And I, you know, at one point or another, like could have feasibly been institutionalized. It got so bad. Uh, and oh, it took, yeah. it took a little bit of separation from, from the internet and then being able to come back and then, you know, I'm still sort of figuring out who I am as like a 38 year old man, and, and sure, but yeah. I'm not, but I'm not nearly as hard on myself. And so like yeah. when you had to take some time off for your, your throat, was that, that can be kind of scary when you do like streaming stuff, right? Cause like, what if the internet forgets about me in three weeks or whatever? Yeah, but what, exactly. Did it, did it feel like, I hope it felt like kind of like a splash of cold water on your face, like where you're able to sort of get some separation from it and then come yeah. back to it from a healthier yes. perspective. Um, I, I don't think much changed about streaming for me in the weeks of recovery. I think what really did change was that, that one particular session that I had with my, with my pathologist, it was like, um, it was, it like, it like hinged. It was like all of this has been bubbling up to this one point where I figure out that I've not been using my real voice this entire time. And it, that was, I think where and this was so recent. It was so recent, you know, and that's why I'm like freaking out about it so much because I'm like, guys, this has not been a, a long time thing for me. It's only been like three or so, maybe even three week-ish, if that, where I've been really practicing being as open as I can with with my voice and being, I guess it, it almost provides a, a peace of mind, you know, um, having this kind of tensionless um voice delivery. And so, yeah, I did think, you know, in the first couple weeks of July, like, man, people are really going to forget about me. I have to get back to work as pos as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, I really need to, uh, you know, I need, I need, I need to do it. And that was, that was this, um, mental, uh, I'm going to use the hamster wheel term again, because it was, it was just going around. Like, I really need yep. to, I, I need to get back on Twitch. Well, and on and then when I, yeah. And, and then when I did start doing everything again, um, it was with a fresh perspective on, on stuff. And so I, I'm able to separate that old, uh, um, old attitude, right. About, oh, I have to do this and I have to, because otherwise people aren't going to like me or they're going to forget about me. And I have to bring my voice back with this. But, um, no, people have been overwhelmingly like supportive and, uh, and, and wonderful. Nice yeah. Oh, it was so nice to hear. And I was, you know, and you want to stay relevant, right? You you don't want to suddenly be like, oh, um, you know, I don't remember this person or or whatever. I I I want to be a relevant content creator. But what I've also learned is that um, you can't rush. You can't rush healing. There is healing is like it's it's subjective, but it's also you won't you won't know you won't know until until you feel like oh i'm comfortable i'm at a comfortable spot where i'm not arguing with my own thoughts i'm not um trying to fill my day with stuff to do like oh i have to call this oh i have to do this oh, i have to i have this meeting like i immediately started doing that like as soon as i got back like even this week mm -hmm. i started doing that and i canceled my workout today i canceled the vet appointment i was like no nope nope 
take it, take it easy. Yeah. Just take it easy. And that is really hard for me to do. It's really yeah. hard to, 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 um, to, I guess, coast for lack of a better term. Um, and just kind of exist. Decompress. I, decompress. Decompressing get some, get some is, space from the stress of it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is stressful, right? I think streaming can be very stressful, but, but it Sometimes, is, yeah. I, it, yeah. But in the long run, I have to remember that it is people. People are are watching and people are interacting. And those people are the reason they're for me. It is the reason that I do what I do, because I, I love connecting. I love that like like this, like this podcast. I love um, the human element of it because you know, we've all gone through this probably. I would I would hope people have gone through maybe this period of God, why why? Why were we placed here? Why am I still existing in this dreadful mortal coil? This is just so hard. It's just difficult. Yeah. You know, it is really difficult to be human sometimes. Um, and I, I feel like I've got to keep up. I've got to keep up with the Joneses. Um, uh, cannabis has helped a lot with it, though. So, yeah, same, same. <laughs> if I, just to get a little um, morbid with you, there's a there's a um a U.S. Uh, representative in the House, a Democratic representative named Jamie Raskin, and he was one of the impeachment managers um, the second time around, I believe. Or no, 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 sorry, the first time around. And he went through a horrible personal tragedy right before the um, impeachment proceedings began. His son actually took his own life. And he said in one of his speeches on the floor that one thing that his son said in the note is that it was really difficult to just be human. And that's oh. just, just exactly what you said right there. But that is Guys, so, yeah. so incredibly um, profound and true. It really is just existing on this planet can be yeah. excruciating sometimes. Yeah. Um, yep. And I think that the way we get through that is together. I think that human, yes. human beings are inherently social creatures, even introverted ones. And I'm introverted. I'm pretty introverted yep. too. But I, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, I need interaction i need to listen to other people's stories and share my story and as introverted as i am i'm just that's just something that gives me life and um yeah. you know it's one of the reasons why i want to do this podcast and i'm and i'm very thankful that you agreed to come on and share your story i'm sure the chat was really yeah. appreciative of um hearing your hearing your story hearing you hearing you be so open about it um this was a really great conversation i enjoyed it you know, a lot. Yeah. So. Oh, same man. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I absolutely agree that, um, you know, humans finding odd ways to bond together. Like sometimes, sometimes you make the oddest friends cause you're like just commiserating. You're commiserating about the human experience. And, mm -hmm. uh, I'm so cynical. I'm so cynical about, about the, the, the people on this planet. I overwhelmingly think like, yeah, people suck. I, I just do. I haven't, um, I don't know. I haven't seen like a, a planet that comes together and they're like, yeah, it's great to great to exist together. It's like, no, everybody kind of is that like they're at they're at odds. Right. And and I don't know. Connecting in some small way for me is 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 this is sharing your experience is sharing your emotions and letting people know that um, it's it's it happens to everybody. And I think Twitch has been a really great way to um, get a lot of that nervous energy out, for lack of a, of a better phrase, because being introverted is so it's so hard to um, do that in real life for, yeah. you know, it is real life. But it's also 
you know, you're talking at a camera, but you're also having conversations with people. Um, and I think that's the bread, that's the bread and butter of my website, at least. I website. Christ. It's I, I work on GeoCities okay. actually. So that's a that's some boomer speak. Chat called me oh a boomer, but that's the most boomer I, moment I, we've I, had in this podcast so far, website. without a doubt. Oh Lord. <laughs> my Twitch website. Well, where can my where Twitch can people website. find your Twitch website and your other you websites? Can find my Twitch website. <laughs> so it's just my name. It's twitch.tv slash Elspeth. Um and and yeah, just stop by whenever. I started streaming again, uh I guess for the full time now, um, uh, officially. So I'll be live tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Planet Zoo, which has been a lot of fun. But um, yeah, what about, I, um, I, Twitter. I, what do you, where can they find you on Twitter if they're on the Twitters? Yeah. So Twitter, Twitter is my full name, Elspeth Eastman. Um, I tweet. Uh, I guess about I, I tweet my stream, and then I take selfies and stuff because you know I'm 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 a vain lady. Um, but I really do. I enjoy I enjoy conversation, and I really like. Uh, knowing that there are other people out there that have that the same kind of hamster wheels of doom, um, it's good. It's cathartic. I think it's. I think Twitch can be very, very healthy. You know, yeah. and I, I, I love this idea of, of, you know, fitter, happier. So hopefully, hopefully, maybe I helped uh, y'all today. Chat, you've been amazing. Hutch, you're amazing. Thank you for Thank having you. me on. All right. Yeah. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a nice time this weekend, and uh, take yeah. it, take it easy. If you, if you. Have a day where you're feeling overwhelmed. Take another day off. Do whatever, you know. Take another day. Uh, all right. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you so much for coming right. on. Thanks, Hutch. See you. Bye, guys.